You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. This episode is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks, the leader in cybersecurity. As AI-driven attacks increase, organizations can't afford to have network security that's stuck in the past. Discover how Palo Alto Networks can help you predict what's coming and proactively secure against it with a zero-trust, AI-powered network security platform built to secure whatever, whenever, wherever. To learn more, visit paloaltonetworks.com slash network security platform. everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. We started playing with the service, uh, started turning on features to see what can be misconfigured. And uh, then uh, we noticed some uh, very interesting feature uh, named Jupyter Notebook. Our guests this week are Nir Ofeld and Sagi Sadik from cloud security company Wiz. The research we're discussing today is titled Chaos DB, How We Hacked Thousands of Azure Customers' Databases. Full disclosure, Microsoft is a CyberWire sponsor. With over 8,000 threat hunters analyzing over 65 trillion signals daily, Microsoft works tirelessly with the federal government to keep our nation's data secure. This 30-plus year partnership is driving mission innovation that is secure by design. Whether optimizing your existing defenses or tackling advanced threats with AI, Microsoft gives you the intelligence and the automation you need to defend at mission scale. Let's work together to stay ahead of emerging threats and secure your mission anywhere. Learn more at aka.ms slash fedcyber. That's aka.ms slash fedcyber. Okay, so uh, Wiz is a cloud security company. That's near Ofeld. And uh, part of our job as uh, security researchers is to find out what customers are using in uh, in their cloud environments and uh, find uh, misconfigurations that can happen in these services so that our product will be able to alert about such misconfigurations. Uh, There are a lot of uh, users that are using Cosmos DB, which is a managed database solution offered by Azure. And uh, these customers are using the uh, Cosmos DB as uh, as their database solution. So if they want to store some uh, information uh, in the cloud, they use uh, Cosmos DB for that. We thought that uh, misconfigurations in this service could have a lot of impact. So we wanted to find them uh, so that our product will be able to alert regarding uh, such misconfigurations. And we started playing with the service, uh, started turning on features to see what can be misconfigured. 
And uh, then uh, we noticed some uh, very interesting feature uh, named Jupyter Notebook. Jupyter Notebook is an independent product, not uh, Cosmos DB related, uh, that uh, lets you represent your data using live code. So you can write uh, Python code, or uh, in Cosmos DB, you can also write C-sharp code to represent the data that you have in, uh, in visual ways. And uh, we found that because we were already familiar with, uh, with Jupyter Notebook, we knew that it lets you execute your own code. So uh, we wanted to see which code we can execute and in what environment. We executed uh, like the ID command uh, in our Jupyter Notebook, and we found out that we are running uh, as a low-privileged user. And, uh, you know, we started the research from that point. <laughs> so we were originally trying to find uh, misconfigurations, but uh, we got very curious uh, regarding the, this feature and the environment we are running in. So we thought it'd be cool to explore it a little bit. Well, and let's walk through that together then. I mean, you you were able to access uh, some of the primary keys in, in Cosmos DB? Uh, yeah. By exploiting a series of misconfigurations, we actually were able to authenticate to the control panel that manages the, the service cluster. And from that control panel, we were able to list all the databases that are managed by uh, in this cluster and their primary keys, which is like the like the the password that uh, can be used in order to authenticate to the database and allows for uh, data access and manipulation. And so, when you have that access, I mean, is is that the ball game there? I mean, then you have basically access to everything that's in that database. Yeah, uh, full unrestricted access. We can read data, we can manipulate data, we can yeah. insert new records, we can delete existing data. We can do everything that we want uh, in that database and uh, any other database that we manage to leak the primary key for. So you reached out to Microsoft and alerted them, and, and their response was uh, pretty quick. Yeah, Microsoft responded really quick. We noticed that uh, Microsoft, uh, like only less than 48 hours after uh, our initial report, the vulnerability was already mitigated. And the, the way that Microsoft chose to mitigate this issue is actually quite interesting. They could have like fixed uh, any, of the, any one of the misconfigurations that we found. But uh, what Microsoft actually chose to do, it just disabled the Jupyter Notebook feature altogether, meaning that uh, till this day, there are no, the, the Jupyter Notebook feature for Cosmos DB does not longer exist. That's actually a pretty funny story. And we can, you can actually see people in the internet complaining that they, they want to use the Jupyter Notebook feature, but it's not there. And I mean, that that's, uh, is a pretty broad brush to, to paint with, to disable the entire feature. Uh, have there been any indications that Microsoft is working behind the scenes that maybe it'll return? Uh, we don't actually know. <laughs> because it's, a, it's, as you said, behind the scenes. And we didn't see like any indications that uh, or any... Microsoft uh, published blog post or information uh, stating that the feature is uh, like uh, returning anytime soon. So in disabling that feature, is that uh, everything that needs to be done here? Or are there any other risks for Cosmos DB users? So disabling the features uh, essentially mitigated our entry point for the engagement. So Sagi Sadik. The entire game engagement was done uh, by abusing the Jupyter Notebook container that uh, was set up by Cosmos DB. The result of that engagement was that we were able to leak 
primary keys. Now, these primary keys are long-lasting secrets, which mean that even without the Jupyter Notebook feature, we can still use these primary keys until the customers rotate them and revoke them. So we obviously won't use these primary keys because we are not bad actors, but uh, anyone who exploited this vulnerability prior to us could actually use these primary keys in order to access customers' databases until the customers rotate these uh, secrets. Um, so yeah, the recommendation both for Microsoft and from us is to obviously rotate these secrets and uh, generate new ones. Another thing that uh, we've obtained during the research is credentials that allows us to authenticate to the control panels that manage the service over the internet, meaning that in order to further mitigate this issue from the Microsoft side, they had to regenerate all the credentials for the, these control panels that we managed to get the credentials for, which is more than 100 uh, control panels. And they did that. We've seen that they already they regenerated the all, all the credentials like four days after uh, our initial report. Now, you all recently gave a presentation at Black Hat Europe, and it was titled uh, Security Industry Call to Action, We Need a Cloud Vulnerability Database. Is related to this research here. Can you describe that for us? What What is your call to action here in terms of a vulnerability database? Okay, so the issue for Cosmos DB, uh, specifically for Chaos DB, did not actually get a CVE from uh, Microsoft. We think that because there is no uh, CV, there is no like a way to reference this vulnerability specifically. It is very hard to talk about this vulnerability unless we gave it a name like Chaos DB. Imagine that there was another vulnerability in Cosmos DB. You had to refer it to the first vulnerability in, in uh, Cosmos DB, the second vulnerability in Cosmos DB. So this is quite uh, frustrating. And another thing is that there is no like a place that organizes all of the vulnerabilities that happen in cloud services, like there is for software solutions, the, the CVE database. So it's very hard to keep track on which vulnerabilities comes out in which cloud service, and there are a lot of cloud services. So this is like very hard for the CISO of the company. And we think that there should be a centralized place where you can see all of the issues that you possibly have in your environment in terms of uh, vulnerabilities that happen and what actions you have to take in order to be mitigated. For example, in the case of DB vulnerability, the customer had to rotate their primary key. So we think that there should be a centralized database where it helps you to keep track of, of all of these things. And this is like the, the message that we try to pass in the, uh, in the Blackhead presentation. And who do you suppose would be the best party to uh, to run that database? Could it be uh, added to the existing CVE database? So the current CVE specification actually doesn't fit for cloud vulnerabilities. So you have two options. You can create another tracking systems, which is one way to go, but to makes uh, the system's life a bit harder because it now have to, has to track CVEs and another tracking system. Or you can change the current CV system to include uh, cloud vulnerabilities. And perhaps there are more solutions. This is like the two that we thought about, but there could be like a better solution. And we try to discuss uh, this uh, this uh, issue in our uh, Slack group, uh, which uh, like uh, has a couple of hundred of members uh, that really care about cloud vulnerabilities and how 
uh, they can be managed and uh, fixed. So uh, there is a discussion in this leg group and uh, we try to think about a general uh, proposal that uh, is good for this uh, issue. Yeah. In the Black Talk, Shiren alone covered all the things that such a standard should include, but uh, we, we like didn't propose the, the, the solution at, uh, at, at all, but rather the, the, the things that the solution needs to have. And uh, it's like a work in progress. And uh, as Sagi said, the, the, Slack, the Slack group is uh, the current place to dis- discuss this issue. So returning to ChaosDB itself, was there any indication that anyone was taking advantage of this, that it was being used in the wild? So Microsoft uh, said that there is no indication that someone used this uh, vulnerability. From our point of view, we, we can't actually confirm their assessment. As we said before, we urge all customers that uh, didn't regenerate their access keys um, after ChaosDB to regenerate them, because although we have like the Microsoft assessment that this vulnerability wasn't exploited, you can never be like too sure because these secrets are long-lasting secrets, and you can see that a blog that it could have like been exploited. Our thanks to Nir Ofeld and Sagi Sadik for joining us. The research is titled Chaos DB, How We Hacked Thousands of Azure Customers' Databases. We'll have a link to the Wiz website in the show notes. Hey everybody, I want to take a few minutes here and talk about our sponsor, Splunk. You know, you need to keep operations humming around the clock, but potential disruptions are everywhere. Splunk helps you predict problems and find and fix issues fast so you can reduce risk and ditch downtime. The world's largest enterprises rely on Splunk's unified security and observability platform to become more efficient, resilient, and innovative. With Splunk, you can react quickly, evolve faster, and be ready for anything. Stay ahead of disruptions. Learn more at splunk.com resilience. The CyberWire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing CyberWire team is Elliot Peltzman, Trey Hester, Brandon Karp, Peru Prakash, Justin Sabi, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week.